Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Let's start with the 60,000 seat How can stadium. we not? Yeah, proposed by Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum. <laughs> so McCallum yesterday officially kicking off. Why not 80,000 seats? Why not what? go for why it, right? 100,000. Yeah, why not? 100,000 seats. So the, the Surrey Mary officially kicked off his re-election campaign yesterday, doubling down on the 60,000-seat stadium. A few more details on where it would be located. He said it would be in the Fleetwood neighborhood of Surrey. And interestingly enough, he also says no parking. Yeah, everybody, be everybody no parking. comes by SkyTrain or transit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, this is just... Out of nowhere, this promise that just not ground in reality. If it were to be built, Surrey taxpayers, hang on to your wallets because you're going to be paying oh. property tax hikes for the rest of your life. Okay, let's have a listen to what McCallum had to say yesterday. We are going to build a very large stadium. The economic benefits of sports tourism is huge. We're not going to have any cars there or any parking lots. Um, it's going to be all by transit. Okay, he also went on to say that he wants other levels of government to get on board and yeah, start pouring good, money in. Good luck on that, yeah. Mr. Mayor. I mean, are you, no what are you way. hearing from the from your sources in the provincial government? Uh, laughter. <laughs> Basically laughter. Yeah. I talked to two cabinet ministers yesterday and said, where is this coming from? There's no way a provincial government, it doesn't matter if it's B.C. Liberal or NDP, are going to get involved in funding another giant stadium when the existing stadium, B.C. Place, is a money loser. Uh, all stadiums are money losers. Yeah. The Abbotsford Arena loses uh, Abbotsford taxpayers' money every year, almost a million dollars. These are these are not money makers, and I don't know where McCallum's getting his business plan because no one I've seen uh, uh, with any knowledge of sports uh, financing sees the viability of this. Right, especially when the provincial government already owns a stadium. Exactly, it's called BC Place. Why so would they... a BC government get involved in building another stadium? Yeah. And they um, spent what? How much did they spend on that retrofit ten years that's ago? It's like four hundred, five hundred million yeah, dollar retrofit. Right. right. Um, so, and again, the Lions are averaging less than twenty thousand fans uh, a game as the Whitecaps. I mean, the days of big of big um, audiences or, or uh, arena capacities are seem to be over. I mean, other than the Canucks, which you know they hit eighteen thousand. There's just so much going on in people's lives right now and so much other things to do. Uh, McCallum claims the Lions got 45000 when he was a kid. They never did. Uh, I grew up uh, at Empire Stadium, as McCallum did, and when they hit 30000 that was a pretty big, pretty big night. I remember the Whitecaps got 34000 one night for a playoff game against yeah. the Los Angeles Aztecs, if I recall, yeah. and that was jammed to the, to the rafters. But uh, the days of big audiences are long ago. You're not going to get 60,000 people going to a Lions game in Surrey. Yeah, no, 60,000-seat stadium just seems so strange and bizarre. He certainly didn't back away from it yesterday. Uh, also saying that he wants the Vancouver Canucks to play there, which is another no. one that is just absolutely bizarre. When you consider that the Aquilini family already owns... Yeah, the, the hockey arena where, where the Canucks play. They own all the condo towers around it. I don't know where he's They're getting this. They're not going to play in Surrey. <laughs> no, but as you and I talked about yesterday, McCallum would love it for guys like me and you to be talking about this stadium in context of this election race rather than the fact he, he's got a criminal court proceeding against him, uh, which he doesn't want people to talk about. And again, he's going after a small... You've got five candidates, five viable candidates for a Surrey mayoral uh, race, um, splitting the pie, you can win that race with 22% of the vote. And that's what he's looking at. 
Yeah, I mean, I sort of do think it's a distraction as well, but it's just such a, a strangely a strange constructed one. distraction. Like, yeah. why you would come up with a 60,000-seat stadium as some sort of shiny object to distract people, it just seems, I don't know, I think it could cost him more votes than, than anything. You'd think, but again, he's going after a small, a small group of voters here. He's yeah. not going mean, to, it's a low turnout anyways. Maybe there'll be more turnout this time because of uh, you got five uh, candidates going yeah. for this prize. So maybe that'll boost turnout, and maybe that would hurt McCallum. But he won the mayoral on a very small turnout and a very small portion of that. Also, the idea of building a massive stadium with no no parking and no that parking. You That's would, interesting. The only way you could get there would be by a sky train. So does he envision How? sixty thousand people getting on a sky train in a, in like an hour uh, to Apparently. to get to a game? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I mean, it's hard to take this seriously. I mean, really. Uh, and the other thing, uh, I mean, you know, your your sources are laughing at this in the provincial government. I'm not surprised. I mean, this is a government that just got politically fried over a, the idea of putting of a, a billion bucks into yeah. a museum. And now do you think they're going to turn around and say, oh, it's okay, we'll put a billion into, a, into a stadium? stadium? In like, Surrey, no. I mean, Surrey's a, a, um, uh, the key political battleground. Oh. In BC, there's so many seats. There's probably going to add another seat through redistribution. We've got the Surrey South by-election on September 10th, which is going to be pivotal potentially in the, the future makeup of the electoral map in BC. But I don't see a government um, buying its way into power by funding the stadium. Already, the the big issue in Surrey is the new hospital. Uh, yeah. That's something a government can get around. A political party can get its head around is a hospital or schools. That's what or or housing. That's what people want from government. They're not looking for a stadium. No, I don't. I don't see either level, major, senior level of government no. getting wanted to touch this thing with a ten foot pole. Let me ask you about the current situation with uh, public sector uh, negotiations at the contract table. The BCGEU still in that strike mandate position. Still mm-hmm. strike. Still the picket lines are still up, right? With, picket uh, lines still up. Yeah, uh, shelves are starting to be a little bare in BC uh, liquor stores. Yeah, but they're still operating. There's still product you can you can buy, but. G- the good news is there's no news. I mean, they went into talks yesterday, haven't heard anything one way or another. Presumably. Well, they get, now they got a news blackout, yeah, right? which means they're still in talks. Right. I think. So I they, think that, that, how does that blackout work? They both agree not to talk to. to yeah, not uh, talk to the media. Yeah, uh, not to yeah. share any uh, good news or bad news. Yeah. So if there's no news, that means that's good news because they're still yeah. talking. I still think there's going to be a deal. Mm-hmm. I think it. <clears throat> I think the fact the, eight, the hospital employees union has signaled that they like what they see. They're making progress at the tables. They view this as a glass half full. They're looking at the same offer the GU is looking at. And when they put out positive, optimistic news releases about that, I think that's a signal to the GU that you've got other unions willing to take this deal, or at least something close to it. It's probably going to have to be a little sweeter than what was on the table, but not much more. Okay, I spoke to Stephanie Smith, the president of the BC General Employees Union on the show earlier this week before this news blackout kicked in, and we talked about some of the issues in the, at the bargaining table, including uh, their efforts to try and get a, a raise that somehow matches the inflation rate. Here's what she had to say to me, and I'll get your thoughts. We need to see wage increases that allow our members to catch up. You know, we did internal polling. They're saying almost 50% of them are falling further and further into debt every month just to meet their basic needs. And just as importantly, we want to see some meaningful protection for those wage increases against rates of inflation. Firm, do you think the government is going to be in these in these talks? Well, I think they're going to be um, firm to the point they're not going to match the inflation rate in terms of wage increases. If inflation's at 7.58%, you're not going to see an 8% wage increase. It's just simply not going to happen. But 
uh, right now it's sitting at 11% over three years. Could that go to 12, um, 13? Perhaps it could. You know, you could. I, I do think the onus is on the government to sweeten its offer right now. But I don't think realistically to expect it to sweeten it much more than what's already on the table. That's uh, 11%. I think that's about a over three years, something like an $8 billion cost to the provincial wow. treasury. There is money in the in the uh, fiscal plan to cover a wage increase such as that, but not much more than that. That $2,500 signing bonus that's on the table right now, could that be increased? Yeah, I suppose that could be increased, but I think the government has to be a little um, be a little careful. You don't want to suddenly start offering public sector employees $3,000 and private sector employees who are also hurting out there get nothing. From their employer. Now, there are some employers who are offering huge uh, signing bonuses to their employees in exchange for basically a de facto wage freeze for a couple of years. Now, that is happening in some private sector companies, but not many. The NDP has to be concerned if you know you start awarding big signing bonuses to public sector unions and no one else. That plays to the old um, uh, image problem they have of being too cozy with unions. All right, it's Baldry's beat. Lots of phone calls here, right to them. Brian in North Van. Hi, Brian, go ahead. Hi, Mike. Hi, Keith. How you doing? Um, Pretty good, Brian. Two, I'm fine, thanks. Two quick things, Keith. I remember during the civic elections last year when you, when Doug McKellen got elected, I remember you saying on TV, he's going to be a disruptive force. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Anyway, my question to you guys is, do you think that he uh, and his people have taken internal uh, polling and found out he's really getting wiped out, so he's just throwing everything out there for because none of it makes any sense. I'm not sure they have internal polling. I'm not sure they have the financial resources to do that. Few candidates do. Um, but I do think this is a, a bit of a Hail Mary uh, because uh, wants people to talk about things like this rather than this very serious uh, legal situation he finds himself in. Yeah, I mean, we talked earlier about the, the, the theory that this is just a big distraction mm-hmm. away, away from the criminal proceedings that he's that hanging over his head. And we were talking off air there. People are saying, well, this is crazy. The stuff is McCallum is talking about. Well, is he crazy like a fox? Is, is this like a deliberate strategy? Get people's focus on something else. Get his opponents all talking about it as well. They're all talking about right now in the Surrey mayoral race. They're all talking about Doug McCallum. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what he wants. Right. You know, and now you may be ridiculing him. You may be throwing this under the bus and such, but you know, at least you're talking about something that he put on the agenda. Right. None of the other candidates have re- put an issue on the, there that everyone else is talking about. And he about. wants to split that vote. He so does. he's got, he's facing four very high profile opponents. And if the votes all get split among the four yeah. of them, you that's win, not a bad win thing with for him. 22%. Let's go to Don and Mission. Hi, Don. Go ahead. Hi. Morning, Mike. Morning, Keith. Yeah. Hi I'm just, I'm just, I uh, want to say I'm support the the union just for the fact i've worked as a plumber in the private sector and i'm in the bcegu union now and the thing is when i was a plumber when things were tough i would just go to my boss and ask for a raise and for the last few years i can't go to my boss and ask for a raise so yeah i don't like the job action and i know they're asking for you know a signing bonus and all that stuff but but really people have to really realize once you're in these unions once you're locked into these contracts you're stuck that's it so that's my point. Okay, so so you're in the you're in the public sector now, you're saying, right? For the union. I'm in the union now. You're you're in the union now. Okay. Yeah, PCEG, uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, again, uh, keep in mind the union is not asking for a signing bonus. Uh union negotiators don't like signing bonuses because they're not built into the base. They don't affect your pension, they don't uh, 
they don't uh, accumulate wealth over time as a percentage increase does. Even a 1% increase in your contract over time will pay more than that signing bonus. But a signing bonus is also attractive right now for people who have serious uh, financial concerns in the here and now. Uh, I'm in a union where we took a, a signing bonus in, in lieu of uh, arguing over a half percent increase because you get 1500 bucks, 2000 bucks in your hands right now. You can pay off a credit card. You can buy a flat screen TV, go on a trip. You, you uh, see the, the payoff immediately rather than a rather minuscule wage increase. Let's go to Steve on the line in Burnaby. Hi, Steve. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Yeah, I, uh, I'm in favor of the BCGU going doing what they're doing. Um, I belong to the HU. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are so understaffed with mental health workers, maintenance people, janitors, everything, because of the wages are low. And just there's been like they've been having ads in the paper for a year for the same job. I'm a carpenter there and uh, they just can't get another one because the wages are just too low. But, mm-hmm. you know, this increase, maybe it'll bring in more people. That'd be nice. And well, that's the one thing about. Yeah. And the thing about McCallum there. Is he in his back of his mind trying to see if he's going to get an NFL team? I'm just curious. That's all I have to say. <laughs> no, thanks, thanks for the call. It's not going to be an NFL team um, ever. The CLC Hawks will not um, allow that because there's basically turf wars. And as long you NFL. know, historically the NFL had said they they were not going to expand to Canada while the CFL was still in place. So, that's right. But I don't know if that's changed. But I don't. Uh, th- there's the market's not big enough. No, the mar- market is not big enough for an NFL no. team. Uh, but uh, I mean, we, get, we couldn't even make an NBA team no. go. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, the old, no. the the Grizzlies. No, so uh, no, the, the the changing nature of sports economy uh, dictates that the days of big arenas in Be- in Metro Vancouver are gone. Yeah. George and Burnaby. Hi, George. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, these BCGU guys, I mean, they, I don't know what planet they're on, but, you know, to listen to the president of the union say, well, they've fallen so far behind, you know. I mean, do they think that nobody else has fallen behind? You know, mm-hmm. I was a public sector employee, you know, for 37 years. I have a full pension. And do you think we're getting anywhere near the kind of increase on our pensions every year is what they get? She thinks they're indexed or not. The municipal superannuation plan, what you get in an increase in your pension every year is based on the return that that generates. You know, last year we got a half a percent raise because Mm -hmm. of how COVID destroyed the markets. I mean, I got 2.1% this year and 1.5% two years ago. I've had a 4.1% increase in my pension over the last three years, for crying out loud. These people need to get real. Thanks for the call. Yeah, and the vast majority of people do not have a pension. Right. Keep this in mind. And public sector pensions are generally more lucrative than private sector sure. pensions. I don't think the GU is winning the public relations battle here <coughs> at all. Here's, uh, the, here's the thing I'm I don't think they really care about that. Could strike action escalate? We just got 30 seconds left. Like, how far is the union willing to go here? I think I, I'd be surprised if they escalate much more beyond the overtime ban and what we're seeing at the liquor distribution. Why do you feel that way? <coughs> Because GU members I talk to don't want to just would like to avoid job action. They'd yeah. like to see a deal rather than lose wages on the pick lines. Five hundred dollars a week is a strike pay. That's wow. far less than what they're earning in the office right now. 